everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lori Time. I am your host, Daniel, joined once again by my co-host, Zach. We are back. We have broken the 10 episode uh, mark. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is our 11th episode of Lori Time. Thank you, everybody, who's been sticking around and listening to us. Mom, dad, grandma. Means a lot. It's for you, Graham Graham. <laughs> the, the vampire blowjob scene, really, I thought was really going to connect with my grandmother. <laughs> so, um, but no, thank you guys. Uh, once again, we are on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I have managed to get us on the Amazon uh, and Audible. If you would like to, if you like listen to audiobooks, you can also now Google us and we'll be there. Uh, and a couple other uh, smaller like podcasting venues. And I'm assuming that some people listen to. Yeah. Yeah, but we're there. Uh, we're gonna start actually. Uh, this is also news to Zach. But I'm gonna start posting our ads, our little promo videos on TikTok, so we can just get judged by a bunch of twelve year olds who are listening, who are looking at our videos in class. Does this mean we have to get like TikTok haircuts? We, we do have to, get to, and we have to do a dance at some point. <laughs> Listen, five dollars is five dollars. Have no shame. Just delete everything I've ever said about TikTok. I'll be out there singing and dancing. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to go back to an office. Is that smile real? You'll never know. Uh, so I thought we would go back to one of the the first one of the go back to the first group of videos we, or podcast episodes we did, which is Star Wars, and kind of follow up with Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Uh, fun fact: It wasn't called Star Wars: A New Hope when it came out. It was just called Star Wars. Yeah, it was just Star Wars, right? And when, mm-hmm. when did it get rebranded? Uh, once they started making, I think, the prequels. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Because yeah. technically, growing up, it was Star Wars 1, 2, 3. Yeah. And then they made the prequels, and then they had to realign everything to make it make sense. Yeah. But yeah, so fun fact of the day. Uh, and uh, based off of some uh, people's uh, comments, I will be introducing some more information from like the shows that happen in between, because there's been a lot of new Disney shows that have been bridging the gap between episodes three and four, mm-hmm. so I'll be providing a little clarity on those things. Oh, cool. Uh, just to, you know, let, let make make it all clear. I mean, I still recommend watching shows uh, like uh, Rebels and things like that, but we'll talk about that once we get into more of the nitty-gritty. Uh, so yeah, so Star Wars Episode Four is the first chronologically released Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released May 25th, 1977. Uh, I always joke that the, they technically would have released the same years that the Raiders would win the Super Bowls. So same, Good years. 77, 80, and 83. Even though technically, I think, like, yeah, there's semantics in there, yeah. but I take it. They're close enough. Um, and it was George Lucas, obviously, who directed it. And at this time, he was a small-time director who had released an, a movie once before called American Graffiti. Uh, and it actually was really successful. It's a good movie. It is, yeah, it uh, takes place. He's from Modesto. Yeah. Shout out to the Valley. <laughs> Big. Uh, that was released in 1973. And so they found people heard that he was releasing this little low, it's like a low budget sci fi film. And honestly, like the hype for it was non existent. No one expected it to do well. No. No. Uh, and so he released it and it became this fucking cultural phenomenon. I mean, here we are. It really now. did, yeah releasing it um so for those of you who don't know older stuff uh george lucas was inspired by movies and shows like uh flash gordon mm-hmm. i think most of our experience with flash gordon is ted the movie with the teddy yeah. bear yeah because yeah, yeah. they really love flash gordon and all that stuff 
So that's it. Was kind of like their first, like that was his big inspiration of like the space opera in space and things like that. This is for a, a different podcast. <laughs> but have you ever seen Flash Gordon? No, the old movie Flash. Ah, with yeah, the green. I, know, I know it from Ted. You would love it. It's heard, so <laughs> funny. It, <laughs> I heard it's really it's so stupid, awfully bad. It's yeah. yeah. It, it, it it's such a fun watch. But that's it. Okay. That we'll do it. We'll do an episode oh, about okay. Flash That'll Gordon. Yeah. I'm excited for that too. Yeah. So Flash Gordon was a big one. Um. A big inspiration too was Akira Kurosawa, who was a very influential uh, Japanese director who was very famous for his samurai movies. Mm. Uh, Revenge of the not Revenge uh, Seven Samurai was one of them, which I watched in high school, and that's a journey and a half. Is it really? It's like four hours long. Oh my God! <laughs> but that but but you see a lot of parallels between the Jedi and samurai. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like wandering men who carry swords and live by this code. Yeah, um, along with like and things like that. There's, I mean, if you can pick, nitpick and you can find... I literally found a Wikipedia page that said every reference to okay. something in Star Wars and what it connected to. That's cool. And I'm like, that's not... <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's a lot of graphs to look through. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of pie charts. Brother. Yeah, a lot, a lot of pie charts. But yeah, so it, it released and like I said, so people went in and they were like, oh, that's Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. you go like, oh, let's yeah. go watch this let's movie. Go, yeah, let's go Star And uh, change... I, th- I would say the landscape of American cinema and like sci-fi, yeah, as a whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it became when it was first released. It actually became the highest-grossing movie of all time, and it surpassed his good friend Steven Spielberg's movie Jaws mm. at that at that point in time. Um, as you, for those of you who don't know, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are very good friends, and they constantly make references to each other in each other's yeah. movies. Uh, ETs in Star Wars. Is he really? In the episode one, when they show the uh, the Senate, mm-hmm. there's little E.T. guys. Really? That's little, fantastic. In the little, little area. Yeah. And I think in E.T. or something, there's a Yoda doll. Someone's, there's a Yoda doll in one of his movies. movies. Yeah. So they, they do kind of little stuff like that. Um, Star Wars was also one of the earlier franchises to hit the merchandising, as we know. I mean, we grew up with mm-hmm. Star Wars episode one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. The, the, this changed the game in terms of like collectible toys and action figures and this idea of collecting mm-hmm. nerdy things. Yeah, and because you've told me that one of your friends, yeah, has yeah, collectible. Yeah, yeah. JT has a, a, a ton of the, uh, the the old Star Wars mm-hmm. dolls, like the the uh, the ones that come on the card with the plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so yeah, so and so that that kind of began this like misprint. So then like that led into like this whole mm-hmm. misprint buying community oh, yeah. of like toys that were meant like I think there's like a Boba Fett one that he's a different color. And, well, they they have one too where he has this uh, defunct like because he, he had a rocket launcher yeah. on his back and like doesn't work right. And those uh, are worth like because there's like a prototype version. Oh yeah, worth yeah, a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever have the chance to watch the show, the toys that made me on Netflix is the documentary series. And they talk about the impact of the toys of Star Wars. <laughs> Just remember, your mistakes can be worth money. <laughs> yeah, because there is a really big market. We're in yeah. card games, and there's like a whole market for like misprinted cards mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, those toys, if you have, or, and even comic books, they did release comic books. So it just created this the idea of just merchandising things, which mm-hmm. is made fun of in the movie Spaceballs. Yes. Is that merchandising? Merchandising. Of course, cool. Spaceballs too. The quest <laughs> for more money. <laughs> the flamethrower. Spaceballs. Look at the the kids love it. It's true though. Like, <laughs> it is. Star Wars hit it hard. They hit it hard. Yeah. And like, just everything's like fun about it. The, yeah. the, the design of the spaceships. The design of the characters. The design. Like George, 
It's a testament to George Lucas just in his imagination. Imagination. My God. Yeah. George, so my strongest connection to the Star Wars movies is mm-hmm. 4, 5, and 6. Same here. Is the, is the original three. And I, it's because those are the ones I have memories because uh, my family, we had those on VHS. Same, same. So I remember popping them in the VHS and just like, uh, I, I, I remember watching it for the first time mm-hmm. and just like, it was so cool. It was cool. And Yeah. It, it hit for me in a, in a really cool time because I was still a little kid like like you mm-hmm. and on sick days I would watch him watch him but also too I got really got into this video game called Star Fox and the whole premise is you're fine yeah flying a fighter ship and so it really like it was like Star Wars Star Fox it was a lot of like flying and like fighter pirate yeah. ships and stuff so it just like was this whole like sci-fi flying thing for me um, I ironically I never wanted to be a pilot but <laughs> but, <laughs> but just like like because in Star Fox there's like a level where uh, you have to like dogfight yeah. and, and the, the place is very reminiscent of uh, the Death Star yeah so you're like okay like that was a cool way to like relive that kind of bit um, it is the one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time both financially and review wise honestly it was a harder time looking for bad reviews than good ones you have to it, you have to go out of your way I yeah. think to really dislike it, yeah, yeah, because it's for the time it was. It, it it's a it's a it's a beautiful movie in the sense that it is simple. Mm-hmm. They really just kind of and I and it's a very much a very like show don't tell kind of thing. Yeah, um, not right. They talk about the force. Okay, yeah. the force is just this thing that exists. Yeah, and it lets Luke do certain things and it lets Obi Wan do certain things and it lets like it was yeah. very simple to kind of follow. Yeah. In that sense, bad guy, evil empire. The the plot is incredibly just boom, boom, boom. You do this, you do this, you do. This. It's a very simple save the princess, fight the. It even wraps up. Mm-hmm. The first one just wraps up. Like yeah. you could watch Star Wars four and be like, okay, yeah, I've watched and, the and movie. Never yeah. five and six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it has an adjusted gross income of one point seven billion dollars. Oh, I, I think some of it also too is because. Titanic and stuff was coming out, so yeah. I think I think they wanted to like, well, let's just throw these back out there, there and get back up in those rankings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no one ever thought it was supposed to be good. Everyone's like, this dumb space wizard mm-hmm. guy is like saving the planet against evil, and like it's kind yeah. of funny when you think about that. Like it's the it's it's, and I learned about this in AP English when we yeah. took it was like, the hero's journey. Yeah, it is. Luke is the cut and paste of the hero's journey in. Uh, literature, hundred percent. I think one of my favorite stories is Mark Hamill. He talks about when he read the script the first time, <laughs> and he wasn't sure if it was like a comedy or if it was mm-hmm. like this was a serious movie. Mm-hmm. We were playing it straight, yeah. or like what was going on. Mm-hmm. He uh, he talked about how he showed everybody the script. Oh yeah, because like, he didn't. Nobody cares. <laughs> he doesn't care about this movie. Yeah. Uh, and fun fact: Mark Hamill found out about the Luke Skywalker audition through Robert England, who is the original Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Very cool. So they were roommates or something like that, and he was like, "Hey, there's a Star Wars movie. You want to should try out for it?" Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sure. And that leads us into our cast of God seems legends. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. My goodness, uh, Mark Hamill, who did uh, this, he also was fun fact in a movie called Giver, which is an anime. So it's an anime mm-hmm. in Japan, and they brought it over to the United States and they Americanized it. And Mark Hamill plays, I think, either the cop character who's like trying to figure out what's happening yeah. with all these aliens or the main guy I'm not entirely yeah. sure but yeah but awful movie <laughs> but it's one of those ones I'm like oh if you want to see Mark Hamill yeah Mark Hamill's in it yeah uh, 
And then, of course, a famous The Joker. He's a um, very prolific voice actor. Very prolific voice actor. Uh, was in, like you said, the Dark Crystal show. He was in the Dark Crystal. Um, the, he's he probably is the best Joker. Oh yeah, of but all time. I, I I yeah I would agree with that. He's uh, he's in Metalocalypse. For people oh who've seen okay, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. He's like like you look at the things he's been in. You're like, my god, he was in everything. He really he really is in everything. Yeah. I mean he I mean even now he's doing commercials for like the new Jedi game. Mm-hmm. That's coming out and stuff like that. So he's just yeah. he's you know he he didn't have a ton of like other big leading roles as far as like on screen, but he in the voice acting industry. Oh, he's v- a huge legend. Yeah, yeah, and he's like a really nice person. Yeah, yeah, Mark he's like a too. really cool, he's like a really cool guy. Yeah, uh, you have the introduction of Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia Organa. Uh, if you guys don't know Star Wars at this point, Luke and Leia are siblings. <gasps> they, are, they are the fabled twins My God. that Padme had when she died tragically at the end of episode three that they hid on separate planets. But they don't know this. We all know this. They yeah. don't. But at the time, right, no one knew no, that. Yeah, no, no one knew. Uh, you have Harrison Ford as Han Solo, the lovable rogue, who I think he was kind of like... Coming up. He was coming up. and he, I think Han Solo was kind of the creation of the rogue yeah. character. Yeah. He popularized that, like, the scruffy... Yeah, the... I don't believe, you know, it's my flick of cigarette. I'm just doing this for the money. Yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, another voice acting legend, James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Voices Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phys- There was three physical actors for Darth Vader. One of mm-hmm. whom, the most famous one being David Prowse. Uh, and he was the physical move. So he was the guy in the suit, James Earl Jones. So he would do the lines, mm-hmm. and then James Earl Jones would just dub over it. Dub over it, yeah. And, I mean... He's Mufasa. Which is a brilliant way to dub over because you never see him talk, so it's easy to... Yeah. He just has to do the head movements mm-hmm. to kind of acknowledge that he's yeah. talking. Uh, and then Anthony Daniels, who is C-3PO, and I think that's all he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And then Warwick Davis is R2-D2. R2-D2 had somebody inside him. And there's just a little dude. His name is Warwick Davis, and he ends up playing... Uh, he Willow. Willow. Yeah. He Willow. I, th- I thought he was an Ewok. Or was he both? He, he's he was both. both. He's also an Ewok. He's both. In episode six. Yeah. We'll talk about the Ewoks at a later time but yeah he was an Ewok and he was Willow if you mm-hmm. guys have ever watched the old Willow or the new uh, show that came out yeah sadly they got cancelled after one season I think Rip. I know I, people said it was really good I like Willow I actually like the original movie Willow I've never seen it it's, it's good it's okay. so you're the 80's movie guy yeah, that we- <laughs> yeah, yeah I- and then uh, uh, I think one of the funny things just before we go into the actual story of Star Wars that People don't like the politics that are in Star Wars. Yeah. When when you rewatch this, there it is heavily heavy political. Yeah. It is very heavily politicized. I mean, just off the gate, the yeah. Empire officers are just like Nazis. Oh, they hundred percent are. <laughs> and I I wanted to mention too about the actors, because um, mm-hmm. probably the most famous who, who was it? It was um, who played Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. And they brought him back. Oh, it was Peter Cushing. It was Peter Cushing, who was probably the most famous actor in the... Because for those that are aware... Oh, and Alec Guinness. Yeah, and and Alec Guinness. Mm -hmm. But Peter Cushing, because he was a huge uh, horror movie star. Like, he was Dracula. Oh, that that makes a lot of sense. He he looks like Dracula. Yeah, no, he played in a ton of Hammer Dracula films. Okay. So he he was, like, a big... He was a big actor. Okay. And uh, to be the villain. So that was probably... other than that, because there was a bunch of unknown people mm-hmm. and like Alec Guinness and who Peter plays, Cushing, yeah, yeah, who plays uh, Ben Kenobi, yeah, and he will be referred to as Ben Kenobi until this time, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so at Alec Guinness, and that is where the inspiration for the voice. So if you heard Aaron McGregor do his like "Hello there," yeah, kind of talk, and then in the uh, 
Clone Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. So that they they basically all of them like he has this such unique voice that we're just gonna consistently just copy it. Yeah, keep it going, and have him be more very regal, uh, proper in his yeah. voice. Uh, but with that being said, everybody, come take a seat by the fire and listen to the tale of Luke Skywalker, the far- the farm boy, who proved that one man could lead the people to overthrow an empire. Our opening crawl of Star Wars begins with, It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, the rebel spies have managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her ship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. So, that's the opening crawl. And then Star Wars just created the opening crawl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably was done before. It was done before, but... But just the fan... The fan fan... John, John, yeah, yeah, John Williams, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so we are introduced to two ships. We see what is, one is the Rebels... There's a name for it because they named everything. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into what the name of it is. But I know the name of the actual ship. It's yeah. called the Tainted 4. Four. Tainted 4. Tainted 4. And it is being pursued by what is known as a Star Destroyer. So the Empire at this point has taken a lot of the ships from episodes 2 and 3 that you see. Mm-hmm. And have essentially repurposed them to be evil. <laughs> it literally is just the version of everything but evil. Yeah. It's like, so that's what the cool thing about watching. If you watch 2 and 3, you see the evolution of the clones to become stormtroopers and things like that. Also... Uh, what they put into the lore is you never see aliens for the Empire. No. And that is because the Empire kill all aliens. Like, is, like, executing aliens yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, they are genociding planets or they are uh, enslaving them. Mm-hmm. And so everybody that is part of the Empire is a human. So they eventually get overtaken by this monolith of a thing my god it's like a several kilometer long it really is a great establishing shot where it just like slowly floats over the screen big pyramid just yeah and the 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 like and i know we talk about like cgi and like practical effects Mm -hmm. and i think we made it pretty clear i really like practical effects oh this is really good practical really this movie is full of great practical effects and it's still like yeah you look at it yeah that's a puppet yeah it's a model you know that like you can tell but it still looks good yeah Yeah, it's the selling of it Mm mm-hmm um, so we have, yeah, so we are introduced to C-3PO uh, and R2-D2, mm-hmm. two droids who were there at the beginning of 2 and 3. And a common line, I think you said this, why don't they remember? Yeah. And it's because they have their memory wiped at okay. the end of 3. Okay. Yes. Fair. So that's what they okay. forget. Okay. Except for, uh, uh, they explain how R2-D2, R2-D2 doesn't get around it, but he, I think Leia, like, hears stories about it, and so she feeds him this information. Um, but... There's basically they're being bordered by the Empire, and there's a great it's a great establishing establishing shot of the villains, right? Because you see all the rebels and they're all just getting ready to like fight back, and then there's like a big explosion and these like white armored stormtroopers come in, mm-hmm. and if, when you look at the Empire, a lot of their armor was fashioned off a of samurai, yeah, a lot of Japanese influence. So Darth Vader's helmet yeah. looks like a samurai helmet, and things like that. So it's just like this it's like this white hallway, and they're just like battling. And C-3PO and R2-D2 are trying to get to this escape pod. Or like, mm-hmm. they're trying to escape. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 get uh, separated. And he finds R2-D2 being given something by a mysterious woman in a white hood. This being the famous uh, Princess Leia. 
and they're told to get into a skate park and they jettison out yeah. of the thing. And a really clever thing about it, too, is when they're sent, right? They pass this. So the big bad evil guy ships are called Star Destroyers. Yeah. So they gotta be evil. And so when they scan it and they're like, oh, is anybody alive in there? And they're like, no, there's no life forms. Yeah. Which is technically true, true but they're robots. Yeah. Not, like, it's kind of like one of those weird, clever things. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah that, that makes, makes sense. sense. It wouldn't. They wouldn't show up on in a thing. Although, let, although let's be real, two dudes with a gun would have still shot it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Hundred percent. Just shoot it. The fact that they do something like, ah, let it go. Oh yeah. But that's kind of the thing too. Is that the empire is like, we'll kill anybody that's. We'll find it anyway. Yeah, we'll get you. Yeah. And then this is the entrance. I think Darth Vader is like the, on the American Film Institute. He's like top five yeah. movie villains of all time. I could see it. And he just walks in like just just a dark in. suit. This is like weird yeah. vocalized, and I think what you talk about with the practical yeah. effects, like the just the sound design of him. everything, yeah, is fantastic. His like vocal like vocalator yeah. thing. So he's right. So Darth Vader we know is burned and yeah. murdered and was dying, and so he's been given this suit to stay alive, and so you hear like that, and that's like his muscles yeah. being fed oxygen and stuff like that. And the way he just walks and just like he just looks around at all the dead bodies. <laughs> he's and he's just, like, oh, just another thing, another. I, I think too it's a great shot because all the stormtroopers are moving the bodies out of his way. Mm-hmm. They're just like I, yeah, pulling them to the, the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he can just like walk through. Mm-hmm. And he interrogates the captain of the ship, and he like yeah he like picks him up by his by his throat and yeah yeah they're, they're choking like cracking yeah. of his bones and he just like throws him against the wall. Yep. And uh, he they mentions that they are looking for these plans that have been given to them that he's he's like you are not a diplomat. They, what is it? They're like we're a diplomatic ship on a diplomatic okay. mission. Then where yeah, is the ambassador? Yeets his dude against the wall and like kills him, and then he like goes and like looks for Princess Leia. That fucking cracking sound. Oh his yeah. Neck. It's, Did not like that as a child. No, it, not, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Because and that oh it's his right hand so it's his robotic hand. Yeah, it's his robotic hand. He just crushes it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the droids, and so he goes and looks for Princess Leia, uh, and he finds her, and they, they bring her towards her. She's been captured, yeah. and she does the whole, well, I'm on a diplomatic mission, you guys are attacking a diplomat's ship, this is a crime, the Galactic Senate, and Darth Vader's like, it doesn't matter what you think, think? Yeah. you have the plans, you are, you are a member of the Rebel Alliance, and a traitor. Take her away. And so she gets taken away. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, the droids end up on Tatooine. Which is where we know the famous Anakin was mm-hmm. born, uh, and see, so C three PO and R two D 2s relationship is established as that they kind of don't like they like like each other but they hate each other. They're they're, they're like an old married. Couple. Yes, they're an old old married couple. R two beeps and boops, and C three PO is like, "Well, you're an idiot. Yeah, why it, are you wasting my time?" And it works because it could have worked so badly, mm-hmm. but like. The, like the sound design of the way he beat like it's like a sassy beeping and yeah. beeping so you like get what he's saying without having to know it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's well done yeah it is same thing with like che- Chewbacca when we yeah. talk about Chewbacca but then like you know his, his little woo yeah. when he's sad and so yeah. yeah and so they are separated and so he was like this way seems safer and R2D2 is like this way seems safer and he's like well fuck you I'm gonna go this, this way. way so they separate uh, and he is they are picked up by Jawas uh, RTD2 is found first, and then C3P was like, Oh, we've been saved by like this big, cr- they called sand crawlers. Yeah. And Jawas are these little hooded dudes that collect scrap and <laughs> looking for copper wire. Looking for copper wire? <laughs> They're on a quest. Yeah, they are on a quest. Uh, and so what you find out is that they they have like little, like, uh, like little, oh, what are they called? 
But you know what I'm talking about? There's like the restrictor. Oh, the, uh, the restrictor bolt. Yeah, so they put a bolt on them and it basically like is like a constant EMP that yeah. like deactivates them to keep them from like running away and yeah. stuff like that. And so they eventually end up at this homestead in Tatooine mm-hmm. where a young farm boy with his uncle and aunt are uh, looking to buy some droids. Yeah. And they actually don't pick R2. They pick, so they pick C3PO because C3PO is like, oh, yeah. I'm a light android of, was it three billion forms of communication? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Well, we'll take. Oh, sir, the binary is my uh, yeah. <laughs> second language to me. And uh, then, so they buy another R, R unit and it blows up and like dies in front of them. The Jawas are very much made out to be like used car salesmen. Yeah. Like they're selling you crap. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, oh man. And he just, so it looks funny because you could tell that he's very young and like, yeah. he does a good like nasally. Like, yeah. Ah. Oh, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then the uncle gets in there like, what are you doing? You're selling me? And he goes, ah, what that, what that, what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's making sounds. Yeah. And so then C-3P vouches for R2. That's what I mean, old married couple. They hate yeah. each other, but then I'm like, nah, he's my guy. I gotta, yeah. I gotta bring him with me. And so they end up keeping him. And uh, Luke begins to work on them and kind of like prepare them mm-hmm. because the sand and robotics and there's a lot of robotics in the sand and I feel like that's not good. Probably can't be great. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. in the future, that's gotta be a problem. Yeah, that has to be though. So the Luke is fixing them, and there's a comment that he makes that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So he talks about remember he's like oh, does it, you have a lot of car-? he's so he's like picking like yeah. gunk out of R two. Yeah. He's like you have a lot of carbon scoring, which is supposed to be that he's been around lasers a yeah. lot. But you would only have that if you've been hit by lasers. Why would why would that be near you if that's true? So yeah, that's like a weird thing. That's like yeah. a weird um actually moment that I've had uh, listening mm-hmm. to. Yeah, but it's not. It's fine. Yeah. It's not a big thing. No. And so he's fixing R2, and R2 plays this recording of the woman in white, mm-hmm. uh, and it is, is this, this is the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, it's the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're uh, You're my only hope. And then it, like, disappears. I think R2's like, oh, and then he, like, yeah. hides it. He's like, play it again. <laughs> Where was she? Where you have it. She was hot. Yeah. <laughs> she was. She does say she's beautiful. <laughs> and then R2's like, what message? <laughs> it's actually, yeah, you I don't know how He happened. literally says that. He yeah, goes, he's like, I don't know what he's talking about. And C3P like hits him. Yeah, like, what do you mean what message? He's like, show him. He is our master, master now. And R2's like, no, I belong. So, and then R2 reveals that he is the master of Obi-Wan, or Ben, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi. And so Luke mentions this man named Ben Kenobi. And he's like, maybe they're related. We can find out later. Also, I just want to shout out to my man for not changing his last name. <laughs> huh. <laughs> One of the most famous names <laughs> in all of like the galaxy, oh, right? Kenobi <laughs> changes his first name. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm Tim. But yeah, oh, like, oh, Tim Manning, you can't be related to Peyton, Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, so that's what's funny to think about that. That was the he did the, the the get the heat off of him not yeah. knowing that literally throughout. So if you ever watch the Clone Wars, they constantly refer to him. They never call him Obi Wan. They call him Kenobi, General Kenobi. The most famous, like, fame, so in, yeah. in, in 3 and in, in three, like we talked about, he's one of the most famous, it's him and Anakin. Oh, yeah. They are the dude. They're the dude. And the fact that, like, no one just remembers the dude. Yeah. Or, like, that's a general grievance, like, Kenobi. Like, yeah. yeah. And so he tries to tell his uncle that he thinks that these family, his, these droids were related to somehow. He might be a uh, Ben Kenobi. And he's like, do you know who an Obi-Wan Kenobi is? And his uncle's like, oh, he died, he died around the same time as your father. Mm. Uh, and as we know, uh, Lars does not like Anakin. No. Not, but no, so at this point, no one knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. That was kept a secret. Yeah. So everyone just thinks that, like, Anakin, Anakin just dies. Yeah. At this point. 
And so he's like, oh, you know, I know who your dad is, but fuck them. Like, they did not like each other. For yeah. whatever reason, I really don't... I think it was because Anakin was like, woo! It was like, yeah, was, he, was, Maverick, he saw, yeah. was Maverick in yeah. Top Gun, and his dad was like, was the, his uncle was like farm guy number five. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so he's like, all right, we're going to power everything down, and this is the iconic Luke looking out putting his foot on the crater. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the two sons. Oh, The my. two sons with the soundtrack and yeah. the... Yeah. S- I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, it hits so much different than any other, like, newer Star Wars yeah. movies. And yes. I don't know if it's just, like, what I want. I don't know what it is, but that is... Um, it's fan- oh. It was... Uh, this is when I knew I, my girlfriend was the one. Is that She made that her uh, ringtone. Oh, uh, yeah. Because she's like, she's like, it's such a magical moment. It and is. It is. You really, if you haven't watched it, go on YouTube, look up the scene. It's, because it's, oh, the, the song has a meaning to it, too, and I forget what the song is called, but it's just, like, it's, like, a weird, like, like, in the soundtrack of your head, you're, like, oh, this is, guys, this is, like, what we all think, right? We all want to yeah. escape. Yeah. We all want to leave our small town behind, and we want to go be great somewhere right. else. Uh, Luke comes back. Also, a little mini thing that they added in is that Luke wants to go to the Academy. Luke wants to go fly in the, at the Imperial Academy. And so that's kind of what the Empire is doing. is They're just recruiting backwater dudes mm-hmm. to just be pilots. And so that for him, a lot of Luke's friends have left already to go mm-hmm. be pilots. And so that's what Luke wants to do. He wants to escape. And that leads to the scene with the... So Tatooine has two sons. Uh, he comes back after he just like goes, fuck. Mm-hmm. I just want to leave. And R2 has taken off to go look for Kenobi. And uh, they will search for him in the morning because it's dark and uh, pe- monsters are out. Yeah. Tatooine is scary. Tatooine is damn nature. You're scary to the nth degree. It really is. <laughs> Everything out there is trying to kill you. And so the next morning they go and uh, the, sea- the sand people <laughs> really just cause a lot of problems for the they do. Skywalker family. <laughs> uh, they, they really do. <laughs> don't they? I didn't think about yeah. that. Uh, the, so the sand people find them. And uh, they find R two, and R two's like, "Oh, people around us help!" Like, "Oh my god!" And they find him like in a bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. And they like, and so C three was like, "What are you doing? Like, why would you run away?" And R two's like, "I'm going to go find Ben Kenobi. I'm gonna find him. I swear to God." <laughs> and everybody's like, "Just leave it alone." And they get attacked by the sand people. Who? It was yeah. When they do the little like oh, oh, over oh, there, there. yeah. Oh my god! It was like because they pop up and yeah. Oh yeah, it actually just kind of spooks you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good little jump scare. Yeah. And so they, uh, Luke is knocked unconscious, and they begin kind of like raiding his sand pe- speeder. Yeah. And Which that s- sounded sexual, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all consensual. I mean, it's not consensual, but uh, they are saved by a strange wizard man. And so the sound that he makes is supposed to be what is known as a crate dragon. And they actually reveal in the Mandalorian what a crate dragon looks like. And it makes a lot of sense while you're terrified of these things. Okay, it is literally a giant sand dragon that shoots like hot acid and it burrows itself in like caves. So it don't make sense if they're like nope it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, no. It, like you watch it like melt people. Bro. Yeah, those things are terrifying. Yeah, so those things are terrifying. Uh, he scares the sand people away and checks on Luke and then takes him back to his homestead. Uh, he reveals that he is Ben Kenobi. And they go, guys, I know, I guess I know him. That's me. <laughs> like a psycho. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, okay. Okay, weird old man. <laughs> this River Park hobo. Just, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I know him. Uh, 
R2, they explain that R2 is looking for uh, this Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know him? Person. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I haven't... You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That is a name I have not gone by in a long time. <laughs> Are you related? You have to say last <laughs> day, right? And so he reveals that he is the Obi-Wan that this little droid is looking for. Uh, and he Luke mentions that R2 says that he's your property. And he's like, I've never owned an R2 unit before. But that is because it's Anakin. Anakin has owned R2-D2 yeah. all this time. And so I think it... It plays interesting of like like it's fun knowing the story, right? You're yeah. Like, oh, okay, like this is Obi Anakin. This is you know. Yeah. But because but he remembers that Obi Wan was his at least a friend. Yeah. At that point, uh, Kenobi reveals that all the stories that Luke heard about his father were untrue, right? So he Luke is like, uh, what was the deal with my dad? Because he's like, oh, my dad was a spate was like a he was a pilot on a bumfuck thing. Yeah. And he's like, no, no. He's like, your dad fought in the Clone Wars with me. We were yeah. Your dad was badass. Yeah, your dad, your dad is dude. Talks about that uh, they were generals who served in the Clone Wars, uh, and that his father he was, he was the best star pilot in the galaxy. And a was it? a cunning warrior. A cunning warrior. He's like, I was a good friend. Uh, Kenobi then gives Luke Anakin's lightsaber that he took from him, and at the end of Episode Three, and he's like, Here, you idiot farm boy. Here, <laughs> yeah. this Take dangerous. <laughs> This psychotically dangerous yeah. weapon. And then my favorite thing is, like, if you ever notice it, when he hands it to him, he looks at it, like, like <laughs> hilt, hilt up. So, that, like, if the blade from yeah. yeah, it would have went through his eye. Yeah. Uh, and he talks about how his father wanted him to have this weapon, but his uncle wouldn't allow it. Yeah. And so. It's like getting past a gun in the first thing. You <laughs> yeah, just, like, you, stare down the no, barrel. Yeah, you don't check it twice. Yeah. Uh, and then he asks him how his father died. And Obi-Wan says that, uh, a young Jedi named Darth Vader was seduced by the dark side and uh, betrayed the Jedi to the Empire and destroyed most of the Jedi along with his father. Uh, and then it explains what the Force is. He was like, you, he's kind of like, you might have some of the magic in yeah. you, and which is the Force. And I, the way he says it, explains it is really simple mm-hmm. and really like concise. He goes, uh, the Force is an energy field that is created by all the living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us, and it binds the universe together. That's and, actually really... And it makes sense. Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. And, and if you use it, you can do things with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he was, uh, Obi-Wan says, let's see what the little uh, R2 unit has stored inside him, and they, they turn it on. They fire that bad boy up. Uh, and the message is from Princess Leia Organa, who says, years ago, you served my father during the Clone Wars. Please deliver this R2 unit to Alderaan when my father is to help keep the rebellion alive. And then there's a famous, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're, you're my only help. hope. Obi-Wan tells Luke he needs to come with him. He's like, you come with me on this journey, right? And he looks like, I got things to do. I got farms to farm. So for the record too, in Tatooine, so they work on what's called a moisture farm. And essentially their job is they farm water from the <laughs> atmosphere and provide it to like the local, cool. the local yeah. communities. Yeah. So they work. On, they call it a moisture farm, and so he's like, "I gotta tend to the farm, <laughs> boy." Uh, yeah, I gotta do the thing. I gotta, you know, I gotta cut the wheat. <laughs> but yeah, and so Obi Wan tells him, he's like, "That's your uncle talking." Kind of like your dad would have been. And yeah, your dad would have been cool. Your dad, <laughs> your dad would have been down. And he goes, "Oh shit!" He's like, "What am I gonna tell my dad? We gotta go back." And so he they. Uh, Luke is like, I can take you to another town, and we can get you off the planet, but we can, but I can't go. 
And so they're like, okay. He's like, all right, well, let's get that going. Then I'll take, we'll go back to the homestead. I'll pick up some stuff, and then we'll go to yeah. uh, Moss Eisley, yeah, which is the spaceport. Uh, now we transfer over to the Empire, and they're discussing how to deal with the rebellion. And it is very, if you've ever wanted, it's as close to space Nazis as you're mm-hmm. gonna get. They're all like wearing the gray collared shirts. It's very, very mm-hmm. evil. Uh, and they are figuring how to deal with the rebellion, who's been causing the problems at this point. Uh, the rebellion has existed for the past nine. So this is a time skip of 19 years. Yeah. So for 19 years, there's been a rebellion that has been being waged against the Galactic Empire as they have cracked down. And like, they're like the classic evil guys. They go into like foreign like planets. Mm. They take their resources. They enslave the populations, all that stuff. But they don't like aliens. That's their thing. Yeah. So if you're human, you can be a member of the Empire. Uh, the Emperor at this point, Palpatine, has dismantled the Senate. And they actually say they're like, yeah. they're like, well, how are you going to keep everybody in line? And they're like, fear. Yeah, they, no, that's straight up. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're just going to be afraid of us. Yeah, and they won't do anything because we'll kill them. Yeah, because they were talking. They were talking about the Senate. They're like, yeah, the Senate's not a thing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> democracy is a concept. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. Uh, and so they fear that the pl- the rebels have the plans for their new battle system or battleship, mm-hmm. which is the Death Star. This giant moon shaped orb of destruction yep. that can destroy entire planets uh, and so they're like well we need to figure out if the rebellion has it what they can do with it and they're like no they're just a bunch of ragtag farmers and yep. hobos and shit and aliens we don't have to worry about it like we have the biggest weapon in the galaxy Fuck them. that's all we need yeah and then Darth Vader's there and he's just kind of listening and it's kind of cool to watch that like for as much as Obi-Wan or Anakin bitched about like the Jedi ways, he still kind of uses them yeah. when he talks to them. So he's like, Darth Vader's like, as long as the Force exists, then we will never be the supreme power in the galaxy. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, How are we going to get rid of that? Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to get rid of life? Yeah. Uh, and so then one of the, the admirals likes to get a little chippy with Vader. And that's the thing, too. Part of Vader's punishment for failing to stop Obi-Wan is he's kind of like the dog that likes to get, that gets kicked. Yeah. All, like everyone just dumps on him and is like Vader you don't know what you're talking yeah. about and he's like well let me show you uh, and so one of the admirals says don't try to scare us with your sorcerous ways Vader your sad devotion to ancient religion has not helped you find the plan <laughs> and so that's when Vader does the famous <laughs> choking him with the force Yeah. and that's the I find your lack of faith disturbing, disturbing. Vader release him <laughs> so he answers to Grand Moff uh, Tarkin who is Peter Cushing that you mentioned as a famous horror and he does he looks like Dracula you look yeah you know, he played Dracula yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they basically say that because the Death Star is not officially operational yet there is a small smidgen of a shot that they might be able to be destroyed mm-hmm. meanwhile and so they kind of like okay well we're going to go torture the princess and I just want to say too isn't this one of the only times where someone is really directly over Vader that isn't the Emperor because yes. in all the other movies he's just kind of like no okay. one's telling him to stop choking people yeah because Grand Moff Tarkin kind of is the overarching villain of this movie. Yes, in theory, yeah. He is the will of the... He's like the diplomatic yeah. arm yeah. of the Emperor. Because at this point, he was probably the third or second most powerful guy in the like in the Empire. Which is funny because in theory, Vader could just kill him. Like, yeah. he could have just murdered him. But for whatever reason, he's yeah, just... Vader yeah, answers to him. Uh, and so meanwhile, we go back to Luke. Uh, they find the Jawas... That they had bought the droids from, and they were murdered out of their minds, mm-hmm. just obliterated. And uh, 
So they're like, oh, it was sand people. And so this is the famous Kenobi tells him that, no, it is not. It was a trick to make you think it was. Mm -hmm. These shots are too precise for sand people. So there's like blaster marks on their little sand crawler. So you find out that the Empire has been looking for them. And they're actually on a pretty good track to find them. Yeah. And so he's like, well, if that's the case, he's like, then they've like gone home. And if they can track them there, they can go. And so that's he goes, wait, Luke, they will kill you. And he's like, no, I'm not going here. And they are dead. Dead. Crazy shot, like of the burning bodies. Yeah. There's Wild. just two dead corpses in front of their hole, the door, and they're just like on fire. How they got away with that in a PG movie is <laughs> kind of wild. Seventy-seven, baby. Yeah, oh. you can do whatever you wanted. Uh, so kind of a bit of a spoiler, but there's theories that it was Boba Fett. That oh, burned, really? That burned them. So that's why there's a scene in the second, the, the fifth movie when he there and he enlists Boba Fett, yeah. and he tells him like no incinerations. Oh, that makes so yeah. a lot of people have thought that Boba Fett was responsible for killing Luke and Luke's uh, because he just likes to light people on fire. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. There's a little fan. I do, like that. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that. Luke goes back. He's like, I guess I'm joining you guys. <laughs> I have nothing left. <laughs> Uh, they bring Princess Leia, uh, or they Princess Leia is kept in this detention cell, and they bring in this droid, which is kind of terrifying. It's it is. Little, they don't really say what it does, yeah. but it, it's this little floating orb, and so basically, the yeah, with the syringe. And so, like if he ate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, that's kind of what it, it is—a truth serum they give her. Uh, they reveal, so they inject her with this, and they begin to question her about what is going on. Uh, Luke takes Ben to. Moss Eisley, uh, which is the, the small town that functions as a spaceport. Mm-hmm. The hive of scum and villainy. And all the galaxy. Yep. So this is where people go to disappear. Luke shakes off the death of all his immediate family <laughs> very easily. He's like, well, eh, farming was kind of lame. <laughs> now I can go be work at the academy. Woo! Later, idiots. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to suck. <laughs> And this is a famous, they run to the stormtroopers, mm. and they do, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Mm. And so, kind of your first real shot of what the Force can do. Mm-hmm. And so Obi-Wan explains it works on weaker minds, and you yeah. can influence them in dir- ways that you never thought possible. And so, and it looks like, oh shit. Yeah, that's pretty wild, yeah. That's pretty wild. <laughs> There's a robot chicken, uh, Star Wars that they've done and it's that, that guy who does that is supposed to be bring his daughter to work there oh yeah and so she's like he does it he's not the George is looking for and he's like okay, move along and she's like yes they were daddy and he's like baby it is 160 degrees out here she's like daddy you're not even trying it is hot I can't see in this I can't see I can't hear I was just repeating what he said so if you can give the chance to look at Robot Chicken uh, the Star, Star Wars edition he does multiple Star Wars episodes and they're the funniest so fucking things ever um anyways they go to this bar and for some reason just two dudes just want to fuck with Luke Skywalker for some reason yeah and they, like one of them like goes and says some alien shit and he's like he doesn't like you Ew, yeah and Luke's like Okay, we want me to move that information, dude. Luke is very flip about the fact he's getting accosted by much scarier people yes. than him. He's like this little like twink guy, and he's just like, <laughs> at the bar, and he's fucking just monstrous, <laughs> man. And he's like, just let me sit down. Like, Honest, I mean, to be fair, I'm just yeah. trying to get a drink, dog. Like, I'm right <laughs> in my face, bro. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> I don't like you either. He's like, 
I'll be careful, I guess. <laughs> You'll be dead. And then I think one of the monster, one of the alien guy goes for him and Obi-Wan just cuts his arm off real fast. And the gun falls yep. down. They were just going to shoot this kid. <laughs> just one time, just throw him in the dumpster. Yeah. Which also is a reference in episode two when they're at the bar and they're looking for the girl who can shapeshift. Yeah. He waits at the bar and then when she walks up, he cuts her arm off. Oh, uh, like, yeah. So that was a callback to that scene in uh, episode four. Yeah. Uh, and so they meet. <laughs> then you hear the iconic music that dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that music is called jizz. <laughs> I forgot. It's called jizz music. <laughs> well, it really does stick with you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, that's that's it. So if you ever, if you ever do Star Wars night, they go, what kind of music were they playing at the Mos Eisley Cantina? Jizz, jizz music, baby. Uh, you meet Han Solo. So they're basically interviewing pilots at this mm-hmm. point, and he flies the Millennium Falcon. Yep. And he has a second mate known as, or I guess first mate, is yep. Chewbacca. Uh, last name unknown. <laughs> first name Chew, last first name Baga. <laughs> and so he talks about that we can do it. You just pay me when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they agree to go with Han Solo on his Millennium Falcon. Um, on the way, we meet, uh, we discover that Han is met by a, oh, they're called Rodians. Yeah. Little bug eye dudes. And his name's Greedo. And Greedo has some beef with him because, well, apparently there's like more history that they yeah. like. So before him doing this, he fucked over Greedo at one point. Yeah. So Greedo wants revenge on him. And then, so Han works for this mysterious gangster named Jabba the Hutt, who is related to some characters you have. You see Jabba in the first movie. Yeah. Big slug guy. And so basically, <laughs> Han got pulled over by the Empire and he had drugs on him. And, and he just and he dumped, jumped it. He dumped the drugs. And so, so Jabba put a bounty on his head, and he's like, well, I'm going to collect it. And this is when you get the real cool, like, Han's a badass yeah. character, because they're talking, and then he just shoots him from under the table. And you're like, oh, he's a cowboy. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah, he just hits him with the table. Yeah, he hits him with under the table. Uh, in the new edition, they introduce a digital scene with Jabba, and Jabba confronts Han. Yeah. And talks. It's a weird thing, because you could tell they weren't really good with the CGI. Just no. Yet. So this is like an updated, like, 2001 version. Yeah. So they, it's just him telling Java like I got a good job. I got I got the money. Mm-hmm. He's he's basically like overcharging these bumpkins yeah. to fly them out to, to pay off his debt. yeah. Uh, they get found by Imperial spies. So he's like this little dude with like a nose and he's like wearing goggles, not like a spy. No, he's, he's so <laughs> obvious. He's just like peeking around corporters. <laughs> oh, like really a, <laughs> he stands out so much. So they they are able to get uh. They're able to get onto the ship. They get found by the Imperials. Han kills a couple of them, which I'm sure is like a felony. Oh, the murder he, of Imperial soldiers. Multiple crimes were committed on the way out. <laughs> and they jump out. They take off. And so all the stormtroopers are like, well, Millennium Falcon. Meanwhile, the Empire threatens Princess Leia with their home world. And they're like, if you do not tell us where... This is where Grand Moff Tarkin comes in. And he reveals he's the big evil man. Yeah. If you do not reveal where your people are, we will blow up Alderaan, which is her home planet. Yeah. And so she's like, all right, fine, I'll give him a name. And so she gives the name Dantooine, which is technically true. Yeah. That was where their rebel base originally was. But So she's planning on misleading them. Yeah. And he's like, hmm. Fuck it, let's just see what happens. He's like, we're going to blow it up anyway. We got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well get some mileage out of this yeah. thing. And they just nuke this planet. 
boom, just fucking eradicate it. She gets over this very easily. <laughs> to too. be fair, when your next mental thing is, well, I'm gonna get tortured again by a robot. <laughs> you got, you know, you got to prepare for the next. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when you have to wash the hallways with dirty water or answer Darth Vader's riddle. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, beca- so basically, imagine that, right? They blow up a planet. They blow up eight million people. Then Star Wars is Warhammer-y. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they, they just blow up a planet. 8 million people, 8 billion people are gone. Yeah. Fuck it, who cares? And so Obi-Wan actually senses this in the Force, and so he reveals it. He's like, that's the whole, like, with 8 billion voices crying out in pain. Great line. It is a good, great line. And uh, so he, meanwhile, is teaching Luke how to use the Force, and so one of the classic ways is you put a helmet on your head, mm-hmm. you cover your eyes, and you use the Force to guide you and not get shot by this training robot. Yeah. And uh, so Han's like, we've... We're on our way. Everything's going great. And so he's watching Luke do this. And that's the whole, like, hokey religions are great mm-hmm. and everything, but nothing beats a good blaster. Yeah. Was, I've been on one side of the galaxy to the other. Uh, and Han's backstory that they never really talk about is he was an Imperial cadet mm-hmm. at one point. He served in the Empire. And that is when... And he was a pilot for the Empire when they were overtaking the Wookiees. And so he sees Chewie being a slave and beaten yeah. up and stuff and so he saves Chewbacca and takes off and so that's how he has he can fly and so that's how him and Chewbacca yeah. become partners is that he has saved Chewie from slavery which yeah. you know can earn you a lifelong friend I think yeah oh it does <laughs> and so they arrive at Alderaan and they're just like in theory if this is more realistic they should have like hit a rock oh because yeah. well don't they bump into one though they but... so they come in and everything starts shaking yeah. and they're like Where's the planet? There was supposed to be a planet right here. And so there's just like rocks flying by yeah. them. And they're like, Alderaan was supposed to be here. And they're like, well, I don't know. And so Luke, so Luke is that kid who's like, why is it? Like, is yeah. he, why is it things going the way we wanted to? And Han's like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. why there's no planet here. Yeah. And um, they continue to fly through this mm-hmm. and end up caught. No, so they find the TIE Fighter. So TIE Fighter is Stan twin ion engine fighter mm-hmm. and that's that they make this really yeah screaming yeah. sound and they're like well we'll just follow it or like you know and then they eventually they're like maybe we can follow it back to its base and figure out where we are yeah. and stuff like that and that's the, that leads to the next famous line and they say oh look at he's going towards that moon and then they're like that's no moon that's a space station <gasps> by god by god they get caught into the tractor beam of this space station the death star yeah and they're like great uh, that's fucking fantastic. We're stuck. Uh, the Empire realizes that it is the same ship as the one that they were looking for on Tatooine. And then Darth Vader makes a comment about sensing something mm-hmm. that he has not sensed since his old mm-hmm. master. But he storms off. <laughs> done. <laughs> what is this? Like, it was like, done, done, done. And he, like, walks off. Yeah. They go to, like, scan the ship. They have hidden in these <laughs> drug smuggling containers. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, we will go find uh, the tractor beam. And then you guys just like hide. Yeah, I'll figure this out. And that's the one where I think I think Hanzo was like, "You damn fool," or something like that. Yeah, and he's like, "Who's the fool? The fool who leads, or the fools that follow oh, him?" Yeah. And I'm like, oh, "That's a good one." Too. That is a good one. He, the, the, people shit on George for his dialogue, but there's some good nuggets. Yeah, there's yeah, he has some good lines. Yeah, he does. He has some good moments. Uh, they so they basically knock out some stormtroopers. They go in and they like try to blend in in like this yeah. office, essentially. And then, <laughs> I think it's, it might be at this point or it might be the next scene where he goes, I can't see it. Oh, no, this is later. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so 
And then I think you don't realize how the height difference is between uh, Mark Hamill and Han Solo yeah. until they're in their outfits. And you can really tell. Yeah, because Luke is very... It's like, I think maybe a little bit taller than me. I'm 5'8". Yeah, he's yeah He's, he's right a little shorter, and then Han's very tall. Yeah. So you can see this height difference between the two of them. And they enter his office, and Archie begins to kind of like fiddle with the technology. <laughs> And he beeps and reveals that Princess Leia is on this space station. The person... And so Luke's like, the princess? We gotta save her! Yeah, we have to go save her. And Han's like, what's happening? Yeah, Han's like, I'm just trying to pay back my drug money. (laughs) I'm in debt. (laughs) He's just your (laughs) dealer who got caught up and stuff. And they're like, oh, the princess. And he's like, she's gonna die. We have to save her! And he's like, okay. What do you want me to do? And then that's the whole, like, she's rich. He's like, how rich? (laughs) (laughs) Well, richer than you can imagine. (laughs) Although, to be fair, her whole planet just got blown up. So how rich could she be? Yeah. Well, my bank's gone. What yeah. do I do? I can't just wire it to you. Yeah, it's literally gone. <laughs> and so uh, Han, so Luke wants to go save her because she's scheduled to be executed. And Han doesn't want to draw attention. But since she can pay him it's like five times what he can make yep. dealing with these bumpkins, he does, uh, he's like, all right, let's do it. So they sneak by. And so there's a scene where they get into the elevator. And so their whole plan is that Chewie will be a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And they will... Um, I like that word. They're transferring him and then yeah. they're going to break her out. Also, I didn't mention this before. However, uh, this, this I missed the, inf- the famous line of let the Wookiee win. Yeah. So they're playing chess on board while they're traveling to Alderaan. And R2-D2 is beating Chewie at this like version of like chess. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And... C-3PO's like, so Chewie makes like a complaining sound, like, and C-3PO's like, well, whining isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Why are you bitching about it? Just handle, take the loss like an adult. Yeah. And Han Solo's like, uh, Wookiees don't really have to deal well with that when they can rip people's arms from their sockets. And then C-3PO's like, I see your point. Let the Wookiee win. Yeah, R2, let the Wookiee win. <laughs> and Chewie looks all smug. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. And it's a running gag in, like, kid shows. Mm-hmm. That he, they, he'll just pull people's arms out of the Yeah, and, and beat them, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god. Um, yeah, the fact that, like, Wookiees are, like, terrifying. Yeah. On paper. Yeah. But, and the fact that they're, like, enslaved is, like, kind of, I've always been like, huh. But, you yeah. know, they, they they have been fighting the Empire since yeah. episode three on... Kashyyyk, right? Yeah, Kashyyyk, yeah. on the planet of the Kashyyyk. Where they try to kill Yoda. They're basically like barbarians, essentially. Yeah, yeah. like these cultural, culturized barbarians. Yeah. Because they have like, this really strong connection with like the planet and yeah. like, Earth. I never really thought about that, but he really is like a barbarian. Like, if Because mm-hmm. it really is like your classic party of people. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they go, and so they get into the elevator, and that's the famous one. Luke goes, I can't see a thing in this yeah. helmet. Which is true. That's an actual... He wasn't... That was not a line. Yeah. So in actuality, when they put those helmets on, they couldn't see, see anything. And so the guy kept, he kept the camera rolling like a little bit longer. And so he makes that comment. And they're like, oh, that's perfect. We'll just keep, we'll it, keep in it in. Yeah. Which is, and so that kind of people led people to think. So in throughout Star Wars, there's a joke that the stormtroopers are bad shots. Yeah. And so that fueled a fan theory that, well, they're bad shots because they can't see, see. out of their fucking helmets. So everyone's like, oh, cool, like, you created this meta thing. thing. That is, yeah. And so they get in, and uh, Darth Vader is roaming around, being evil. And just watches, yeah. yeah. He's just like, Obi-Wan? Are you here? <laughs> nope. Obi-Wan? <laughs> nope. In the bathroom, Obi-Wan? Hello, yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, Han and Luke are able to enter the detention area, and uh, they're like, hey, Chewbacca. And they're like, where are you taking this beast? And you know, they're like, oh, you know, we're trying to 
how to do this and that. And then they figure out that, like, they're not who they say they yeah. are. But what, a really cool thing, so when they start yelling, that's them for the, the re- recordings. Oh, really? Yeah, so so they start, so they, like, have the radio, the, the, tra- the transmitter on and they're talking. And then Chewie yells. He does mm-hmm. his growl. And so they're like, oh, my God, he's loose. Oh, my God, get him away from oh, the yeah, gun. Really, yeah. That's, they're doing that for the, 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 trans, the comms. Yeah. So that when they hear them, they hear, they think that it's just Chewbacca breaking loose. Right. And that they Rampaging. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's all, like, because I never, like, knew that as a kid. I was like, why are they just yelling shit? Yeah, but it's because they, yeah. Yeah, so that's part of their plan. And so they go, Luke is, like, running down the hallways looking for where Leia is. Han's at the comm desk. And they page him, which is a great, great <laughs> moment. Anybody who has ever done anything like, uh, like answering phone calls or anything like that knows that awkward feeling. And so they're like, "What's going on over there?" And he's like, "Uh, uh," he's like, "Uh, we have a fire. Put up the fire. Everything's fine. Everything's fine here. Yep, everything's fine. Everything's fine." He goes, "How are you?" <laughs> And you, he makes his face I'm like, like oh, uh, yeah. You're like, what's your what's your ID yeah. number? He's like, oh, it's one two. I shoots it, and he's like, oh, he was like, oh, it was like, was this a boring conversation anyway? My favorite thing. So back to the robot chicken. They, yeah. they do that. They do a skit of that, and it's him. But then they transfer it to other uh, people. They they're like, hey, Steve, uh, do we have a? Because uh, oh, he says don't come up here because there's a reactor leak. Yeah. So then he's like, well, let me get uh, facilities on. And so he calls up facilities. He's like, hey, Steve, do you have, did we, put a fa- did we put a reactor on level B5? And he's like, B5, B5, let me, let me see. He's like, no, I don't think, I mean, we can put one there, I think, if, we're, if that's what we're looking at. And anyone who's worked in, like, an office environment, it's, that's how it is. Yeah, and he's like, oh, God, yeah. he's like, ah. Oh. And then that's when it turns into the actual yeah. lines of like what's going on and stuff like that. So that's kind of a fun. Like I said, robot shit is actually really fucking funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, so they start shooting. They find Leia. That's another famous line of aren't you a little star- sharp for a stormtrooper? He's oh this. And yeah, and then she takes it off. He's like, oh, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to save you. And she's like, who the fuck is Luke Skywalker? Skywalker, yeah. I have Ben Kenobi. And that's when she like, oh, Ben Kenobi. And she, I love it when she finds out. It's just like three dudes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is your plan? Yeah. It's just a big walking carpet, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker <laughs> against, I think, like they said, that over like 200,000 people live in the. Yeah, that makes stuff. sense, yeah. It's like a living city. And yeah. so they're just like, well, we're just going to fight our way out of this bitch. Uh, Darth Vader senses Obi Wan on the ship. Um, and they begin the gunfight their way out. And they just don't have an idea how to leave. And Leia takes the gun from Han, or Luke, shoots like this panel mm-hmm. into the garbage chute. Fly Bye boys! <laughs> get in there, Chewbacca! And so Chewbacca doesn't want to. I don't care what you smell! <laughs> get in there! And he kicks it down. So, yeah. And so they dive down there and they're like, fuck, we're stuck in this thing. And you find out that there is a, a this this being that lives there called the Dianaga. Yeah. And it is this like like cracking thing. And so they're like, what? And so Chewbacca, I think, says, like, there's something in here. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're, like, looking around. And then it just grabs Luke and, like, pulls him under the... Which has to be terrifying. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, no, fuck this place. Blow it up. Kill it. Kill whatever it yeah. is. Murder. <laughs> set it on fire. And so they begin to kind of shoot and they're, like, looking... And so the thing is magnetized. So they shoot and it, like, pings the bolts all over the place. Yeah. So they, they can't, like, blow up their way out. And so that, so Luke keeps getting, like... He keeps pulling himself out and he's like, shoot it! Where? Yeah. Anywhere! And then pulls it back out. Right down. Meanwhile, uh, the trash compactor, that's what they're in. They discover they're in a trash compactor, and it begins to close on them. Yeah. So they're able to shoot the thing, save Luke, 
walls are literally closing in. Yeah. And so they're trying to ping C-3PO. And C-3PO and R2-D2 are dealing with stormtroopers who are walking in. Yeah. And if you ever watch that scene when they walk in on the right side... He hits his head. Yeah, he conks, he conks his head against the uh, the, the door. Yeah. It's super... And you can hear it, too. If yeah. you, you dunk. And he goes, oh! Yep. <laughs> and so they're, <laughs> they're doing the thing. And uh, R2, like... Or C-3PO, like, gets them to leave. And so they escape. And they're trying to... And so Luke's like, stop. Stop the thing. We're going to get killed. Help us. Yeah. And they're like, and then they're like trying to figure out where they are, and so they're taking a really long time. Yeah, for this door, the walls to be closed. Close. And then he's like, shut it down, and so they are able to shut it down. And then he like pings them, and he's like, Master Luke, what happened? And they're like screaming because they're happy. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're alive, we fucking did it. C-3P was like, oh, they're dying. It's really funny. It actually <laughs> is really funny. <laughs> oh damn me! I should have been faster. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I remember robotic joints. I should have been faster. And then I know we're alive. And then like, okay, we'll meet you at this like hide, and we'll meet you there. One of my favorite. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's Mark Hamill talking about after this because they're they leave the trash come back. Yeah, and his hair is not wet anymore. Oh, I never noticed that. And he was talking to Harrison Ford. He's like, I just feel like for continuality, my my hair should be you know. Yeah, because I was dunked under. And remember, this movie was not supposed to like do a whole lot. And Harrison Ford goes to me, goes, "Listen, kid." If people are looking at your hair, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> he goes, this ain't that kind of movie. <laughs> a man who knew what he was talking about. Everyone's like, listen. <laughs> what the fuck? If we're at the point where people are checking your hair for continuality, we're in. Yeah, we're, fu- yeah, we're beyond. We're fun. beyond. This ain't, this ain't what this is. <laughs> uh, thank God Twitter. Twitter would have been like, he's Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they're separated and... Obi-Wan is able to successfully do the trash compactor, not the, uh, the, the tractor beam. Mm-hmm. And then he's able to, he demonstrates a little bit more of the force, but you kind of figure he's, his goal is to find Darth Vader. Yeah. And they meet. And they fight. Mm-hmm. It's not, and so the thing that a lot of people get mad about is you watch the de-evolution of lightsaber fights mm-hmm. as the series goes on. Yeah. And I've, I've watched this video, or somebody was talking about it, though, if you think about it, like, Okay, they were warriors in episodes one to three. Yeah. So the sword fights are good. Yeah. There's no, they're no longer warriors no. at this point. So of course, I mean Obi Wan's an old man. Yeah. And then Darth Vader is in a suit that is literally keeping him. Yeah. In constant pain. What they do is more like sword fighting. Yeah. They do like so actual sword fighting. Now by the time um, the Return of the Jedi rolls around, the Luke Vader fight is very good. Yeah. I think. But then, but you can tell that's Vader more like limbered up, like yeah. he's actually really going <laughs> yeah. for it here. And that's true, yeah, they do, and uh, traditional sword fighting... is slow. It's very boring. It's yeah. not flips, it's it's how do I kill you fastest and the most efficient. And it makes sense for it to be slow, because if my life was on the line, <laughs> I was actually trying to, like, kill somebody and not die, right? Yeah. I'm not just like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, backflips off the wall. Yeah, and, no, because what they're, do- <laughs> they're doing is very, like, they're like samurai yeah. fighting, and they're, yeah, it's two old dudes, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact about Darth Vader's suit is they actually have the technology to fix it. Yeah. He can be fit. He he doesn't have to be in this suit. Yeah. They have better shit for him. Yeah. But Palpatine's punishing him for, for yeah, his okay. failures. And he's like, and if he gets a better suit, he'll want to try and kill me. So well, like, it's like, By keeping him weak, it keeps him... He becomes... He serves as yeah. a dog. Well, I mean, look how General Grievous was. Like, yeah. he could be close to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so they're like, no, we're just going to keep him locked in the suit of hell so that he just suffers. Yeah. 
Because Palpatine's mean. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a nice right. human being. Uh, Obi-Wan, uh, they have their discussion. He's like, you know, it's I am now the master, Obi-Wan. And then, uh, was it? Oh, the master of evil, Darth. Yeah. And then he does all of you strike me down. I shall become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Vader's like, bet. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan uses their fight to distract everybody for, so that they can look at the, go get, sneak mm-hmm. onto the Millennium Falcon. Luke sees Obi-Wan and wants to, like, help. But Obi-Wan sees Luke and knows that, like, his end of the story is come. Yeah. Allows Darth Vader to kill him. And as he's cut down, he turns into nothing a pile of robes and Vader just starts kicking it yeah what the fuck and they use this opportunity to escape and they take off and the Death Star sends TIE fighters after them which this is a really cool turret scene where they're fighting yeah. the Millennium Falcon and they're shooting the... It is you, really cool. Yeah, and you can tell that they use like World War II footage to like yeah. simulate what they're doing and stuff like that. So they're fighting. Uh, they're able to escape and they end up at the new rebel base that is on Yavin 4. Come to find out, the Empire put a tracking beacon on their ship. Ah, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> ah, you idiots! Darth Vader's like, it fell on my plan! <laughs> Uh, at this point, Han is ready to leave with his reward. He's like, I gotta pay off some people. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta pay off people scarier than the Empire. Yeah. And then like, like, Luke's like, no, stay. They need you. You're a good pilot. Like, we need dudes. We just need people. Yeah. We need people. And Han's like, no, I gotta pay off this evil sand slug. Who I'm surprised Luke doesn't know who Jabba the Hutt is. Yeah, you think he would know who Jabba the Hutt is. Yeah, was. he's like the gangster of Tatooine. He runs the... Yeah, he, he runs the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... They are able to put download the schematics of the Death Star. That is what they have, the schematics of the Death Star, and they download them, and they are able to find a weakness in the Death Star, and it is a two... They have to fly down a two-mile trench <laughs> and hit an exhaust port two meters wide, so it's six and a half feet. Yeah. And just hit that thing and hope that God a rocket just goes right down it's that a- bitch and blows it up. And so they're like... Okay, that's an awful... Like, okay, well, I guess we're just gonna fucking do this. Yeah, no, they, they, they kind of express, like, this isn't a great idea. No, this is not a great idea. But they're like, the entire thing is a death fucking mm-hmm. port. Everything will kill you, Yeah, essentially. And this is the easiest way to do it. And it does make sense that the Death Star is designed to fight against larger attacks. Yeah, not... Not smaller. And they say that. They yeah. mention, like, a small fighter should be able to sneak past everything. Mm-hmm. Do some fancy flying, get in there, and do that. Now, this this is the thing that we're going to talk about. So you wonder, why would they not pay attention to this, right? Why would they leave this... This is a big kind of a... Structural problem. Yeah. And so, if you guys ever go back and watch the movie Star Wars Rogue One, it is revealed... Some people don't like this explanation, and some people do. That one of the... This man was essentially enslaved by the Empire... And as a fuck you to them, before he dies, he installs this exhaust port. So it was all part of his plan to have a weakness inside. Yeah. And, like, it makes sense, but it doesn't... So that's the problem with a lot of this new stuff coming out, is that they're adding the kind of, like, lore that's already existed. And it's, like, it feels like, um, are we pigeonholing it? Are we just, like, forcing that motherfucker? Like, that... I feel like that is kind of forced. Mm -hmm. Because the original lore of it... There was there was this guy who did it. Yeah, he just fucked up. Yeah, he just made it, and mistake. they killed him afterwards mm-hmm. because he it was just like, and if you think about it, you would put you 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 really wouldn't think, oh man, they're gonna fly down here and shoot a missile down <laughs> and have it explode. <laughs> like you just don't think yeah. that's gonna like happen. Yeah, and they literally killed him because he they did the like, plans wrong. Yeah. yeah, so 
that's kind of the thing. That's the story. And so, like, the main character in Rogue One is her father. The father of this main character yeah. in Rogue One is the one who designed the Death Star and put these plans yeah. in to kind of, like, fuck them over. Yeah. Um, uh, it's I. Yeah. So the rebels are like, we must lead a preemptive strike, knowing that they've been found. Uh, and mo- and they they go. And this is where uh, a lot of, like, World War II footage of uh, sp- sky battles mm-hmm. is really reused for. And this is, I think, oh, where, the, yeah. where the practical effects really kick it's off. Really shine. Because it's great music. John Williams is on it with mm-hmm. the music. And so Luke actually finds one of his friends, uh, Biggs. So Biggs is one of the characters. Biggs, yeah. Biggs Darklighter. He's one of the, his childhood friends. Homie lives through all the movies. No. That's Wedge. Wedge. Oh, Wedge. Wedge. Oh, excuse me. Wedge lives through all the yeah, movies. Yeah, Wedge lives through all the movies. So Wedge. Wedge, there's Wedge Antilles and Dark, uh, Biggs Darklighter. That's Wedge is the one who Wedge lives. Wedge who lives. Yeah, 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 who lives. And he will become the leader of Rogue Company, which yeah. is a really cool name. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so they leave this preemptive strike. Luke's like, I can fly. <laughs> it literally turns into like Independence Day. Yeah. I can fly and they're just throwing people up in that bitch. And so Han's like, I gotta leave. Sorry, guys. Now we're doing And so they're on a timer. I think it's a 30 minute timer. Yeah, before the Death Star's in firing range. Yeah. And it's cool because they have like this little thing mm-hmm. showing like it moving around the planet. Yeah. Like, so they go. And it's really cool. Like, I, like, this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. I love this part. It, it is really it, cool. And so then they're doing their call signs, Red 5, all that stuff. Red Leader checking. Yep, yeah, doing all that stuff. And so they go in. And so they go in in waves. They're like, we're, like mm-hmm. everybody kind of hold position, fly around, draw some fire. We'll go we're in the trench and we'll fly all the way down that bitch. Mm-hmm. Shoot it with our targeting computers and then go home. That's yep. the plan on paper. And so they do it. Everyone begins to kind of get like... You know, one guy like gets picked off. Yeah. They always gotta have one dude die. Porkins. Yeah, uh. Porkins. <laughs> yeah, no, he's kind of a big dude. So you're like that fell. No, 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 that no. fell a mean. Uh, and so the the officers in the battle realize that the the attack plan that they've uh, established, and they tell Lord Vader, and he's like, "All right, I'll go fly." Yeah. And remember, so he said Anakin was the dude. Yeah. He, so imagine the dude coming the dude, out. Yeah. This, he's like the Red Baron, right? And yeah. Coming out of here. Like, oh my god! And he's just and so the the plan. Okay, I see this the, the flaw of the plan because they're in this trench for a very very long, long time. It's like you they have to get in and they have to fly through this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to lock on. They have to lock on, and it's like two. They're in it for like ten to fifteen. Minutes. Yeah, it's like a two to three mile flight. Yeah. And they're just flying through, just ripping. And so one of the things that I realized is, so in Star Wars, they have what's called deflector shields, just to make it science yeah. And so they put them off front to p- protect themselves from yeah. the thing. Well, that doesn't help you when... Vader flies when, behind, yeah. When, when the god of darkness and evil <laughs> comes. And so he's just blowing people up, and he's just murdering all of them with abandon. And he's like, this is what I live for. Yeah. Yes, and he isn't flying out. He hasn't felt alive in so long. <laughs> he's that different PR wrestling. Uh, yeah, I can feel it again. <laughs> Nothing like death. Nothing like death. They hit me with the car. <laughs> and so they fly in, and so everybody's like, Luke, is so they actually get close and they shoot the rockets, but they miss. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, uh, and so everybody's like, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Fuck. Which again, more point to the guy who designed the exhaust part. Uh, and it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, no. <laughs> no. And so he's like, ah, and then they, Vader shoots him out of the sky. Yeah. And he just like crashes into the surface of this buff fuck moon. Yeah. 
And so literally, it ain't. It, you can literally feel everybody go, Luke, you're up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there, pal. And he's like, fuck. Okay, here we go. So he goes in there with Wedge and Tilly's and Dar- Biggs Darklighter. And so they begin to kind of formulate more right. strategies. So, like, his wingmen will fall back to create distance so yeah. Luke has time to fire and they'll draw yeah. fire away. And so one of the things that happens as one Vader comes out is one Vader comes out when they're in the trenches, they stop shooting. Yeah. So that's how they know if Darth Vader's coming. Right, yeah. they're like, watch out for the tur- turrets. And then, they're like, they stop firing. They're like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Vader, yeah. yeah, and so then they fly. And Vader's got the cool pilots with him. Yeah. Like, with the special yeah. black armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With yeah. the screaming sound. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Biggs tries to switch his shields because he's like, well, the guns are off. I should switch all my... Doesn't make it in time. Vader blows yeah. his ass out of the sky. Uh, Wedge gets nailed, but he doesn't die. They hit like an engine and he's like, I gotta pull out. Yeah. I'm sorry. So it's just Luke and Vader. And Vader can sense the force in this young rebel pilot. And he's like, huh, what's going on here? And uh, as Luke's beginning his attack run with his targeting computer, you hear Obi-Wan speak to him. Use, and goes, the, force. Use the force, Luke. And he's like, what? And then he like turns it off. And it's like, yeah. like Luke, you've turned on your targeting computer. What's wrong? He's like, nothing. I like how they look at it like, oh, no, he's an idiot. Oh, he's stupid as this the Dark Lord of yeah. Evil's flying behind him. Yeah. Ah, fly faster! And uh, R two gets hit. They hit R two. Yeah, yeah, he screams. screams. And then uh, Obi Wan's like, "Use the force, baby! Yeah, shoot this motherfucker!" And so he's like, "Does he? He doesn't say. He just says, let go, right? He just let go, Luke." And then he, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. and he does it. And then they both go in. He's able to peel out. No, before he's able to do that, I'm sorry. The like the great by God, it's him. Is uh, Vader, one of Vader's uh, TIE fighter uh, squad members is shot out of the sky, and you're like, Who is it? And I think he goes, What? Yeah, and by God, it's Han Solo, yeah. he's come back. Oh, sweet God. God. And so then that's when Han's like, Let's blow this thing up and like, let's get the fuck out of yeah. here. And so he went, so the other guy panics, clips Vader, Vader spins, launches off yep. into the darkness. Just so yeah, he's like looking around, <laughs> and then Luke's able to shoot it, yep. hit 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 the exhaust port, and they fly off. Like with like ten seconds left, yeah, yeah. So they're like, prepare to fire, and they're like they're building up to it. And the sound the Death Star makes when it fires, like the yeah, you're like, oh, as it's like powering yeah. up to blow, is, is so great. And then it sh- it's like showing everybody's mm-hmm. face, and Tarkin's like, we're gonna win, yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you idiots, and then boom, yeah, big explosion, yeah. fuck you, Empire, yep. Uh, they are able to fly home and are crowned as heroes of uh, the rebellion. Yeah, and they save their asses and they get a medal. Yeah, and that is the story of the, the New Hope. And that's how the movie ends. And it wasn't. I think. I think he did have three planned. Yeah, but it could have been a yeah. self-contained. You story. honestly could watch this and just be like, "Oh, that was a cool movie." Yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker, man. Such a. It's, it's, it's so great. Yeah. Talking about it makes me want to watch it. I when I was rewatching this, I was like, "Oh, this is so much fun." Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and they, this is the, these three. Uh, the, four, five, six. Yeah, four, five, six. There's just something about it. I can watch them anytime. Mm-hmm. Enjoy because it, it, it's so weird. Because people would be like, "Are you a Star Wars fan?" And I'm like, I love the yeah. first three movies. I like the original trilogy, yeah. and the rest is like. Uh, but then I watch the original trilogy again and I'm like, like oh, fuck yeah, yeah I love Star Wars yeah, yeah I really do yeah it's true no yeah and it just it, it's simple it's it's meant for it's kids can mm-hmm. get it adults can get it it's mm-hmm. just this 
and I was I remember when I got my girlfriend into it and she was you know because she, she was like I knew Star Wars because of you know my dad liked yeah. it and I was like and she was like why do you like it and I was like it's just a, it's such a like the the story of good versus evil it is like so simple uh huh but at the same time like so many nuances like we've talked yeah. about right of like just like living force that exists that balances yeah. things out and you know what like you're finding your calling with mm-hmm. Luke and him being the farm boy and you know the power of friendship with Han Solo yeah. and him it's that shot of him standing looking at the moons the music yeah. and you're like adventure is out there yeah. like that could be me you know like you like, get out of that small town that you live yeah. in right and all that stuff and it's just like yeah and who doesn't want to be the chosen one to save everybody and all that stuff? And two, it's a classic fantasy story with mm-hmm. like fantasy characters and wizards and princesses, but in space. Yeah, it's that's a, cool. It's a space opera. Yeah, it's, it's and, and 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 that's what makes it cool. At the, and like at the end of the day, and uh, yeah, it's Star Wars is fun. Man. It, if it you know Star fun. Wars be fun. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. If, it's like it was that, those what got me into Star Wars with those movies and uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original one. Oh, that one was great! So much fun, mm-hmm. yeah. Fight rounds, fight, and just dog fighting. Back to conquest. I know, good times. That was good. That was a, that was a peak childhood memory. Oh yeah, the, on, the, on the PS2. I actually, uh, I, I didn't mention any really negative reviews, but I thought I found one actually. Oh, did you really? I, I thought I would, I would read this. There were a few, but I like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to reveal her name so she's a very famous writer for the New Yorker Okay. and so she put there's no breather in the picture no lyricism the only attempt at beauty is in the double sunset which by itself should be in the fucking Louvre but yeah. whatever uh, it's enjoyable on it's own terms but it is exhausting too like taking a pack of kids to the circus <laughs> it's an epic without a dream but it's probably the absence of wonder that accounts for the film's special huge success the excitement of those who call it the film of the year goes way past nostalgia to the feeling that it is now time to return to childhood. An hour into it, children say that they're ready to see it again. That's because it is, it is an assemblage of spare parts. It has no emotional grip. That, wait, is that, the, that is the most pretentious just, thing yeah. I've ever heard. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, and so this person, another one. Uh, here we go. It is, says, uh, I sincerely hope... That uh, that science and scientists differ from science fiction and its practitioners. Heaven help us if they don't. We may be headed for a very boring world indeed. Strip Star Wars of its often striking images and its high flouten flouten <laughs> high flouten scientific jargon, and you get a story, characters, and dialogue of overwhel- overwhelming banality without even a future quote unquote cast to them. Human beings, anthropods, or robots. You could probably find them all. More or less like that in downtown Los Angeles today. Oh, dull new world. What? <laughs> I don't know. What are they saying? I don't. Although I, I do agree, you could find some interesting stuff in downtown LA. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> fair point. I don't know. If that, I don't know what it's proving, but fair point. Here you go. Here's this one. <laughs> Uh, still, Star Wars this will do not very nicely for those lucky enough to be children or unlucky enough to have never grown up. <laughs> oh, fucking K! Bro, what? I'm sorry I like to have fun. <laughs> that felt like an attack. That did! Well, it, this guy would hate our podcast. He would absolutely <laughs> hate it. Children of those unlucky. Fuck off. <laughs> That is good, though. That is a good line. Uh, to really dismiss something. Yeah. Yo, guess you never grew up, you idiot. 
But anyways, give it a shot. Star Wars Episode 4. We will come back later to do 5 and 6. And then 7, 8, 9. A lot of people like them. I know. Okay, I have a... My... I think 8's the best. Honestly, I think 8's the best because it did thing... It it messed with the status quo, and I like that. It did... Uh, the Last it, Jedi messed with what we had set up yeah. for Star Wars. It did. And I like that. So when we get to 8, we'll probably... We'll hear my thoughts. yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. Give give the uh pre, the the original trilogy a, a chance. Five is fantastic. Yeah. Six is also it's just fun. It's man. just fun. Yeah. I like I I'll watch any of them anytime. Uh, anytime, anywhere, place. Yeah. But thank you guys for joining us on the story of Luke Skywalker, and I will hopefully I tied some of the lore in with three and two and three and in between, and we'll continue to do so with five and six as we delve more into the lore of the Jedi and, and Luke's heritage. Uh, but once again, I have been your humble, non-force-using host, Daniel, joined by my co-host, Zach. Thank you, guys, and may the force be with you.